Ayurveda physician, when asked the connection between yoga and Ayurveda, he simply said Ayurveda is a science of life and yoga is a practice of that science. up collective welcome back if you're joining me again if you are new thank you for checking me out checking the show out i hope that you stick around i hope that you listen to future episodes and even listen to some past ones so this episode is going to be for my fellow yogis or even my you know people out there who are curious about yoga and want to know more Matter of fact, if you are a beginner in this and you are curious about yoga, I would highly recommend you listening to this episode because Ayurveda and yoga together is the best possible way to start a lifelong practice. So I want to, uh, before we get started with this episode, I want to tell you guys to go check out my artwork i am an abstract artist i'm also a freelance photographer and my art is now published on sachi art gallery um so if you guys want to check all that out the link in the description will take you there if you want to join this conversation please email me at the email in the description which is media.collectiveculture at gmail and yeah let oh also too guys i just dropped some new merch for the summertime um and it's really cool i really love it so go check that out and that would be at the in the link in the description and then click on the collective culture shop so you'll find that all right let's get into this before we get started i kind of want to let you guys know uh, a short synopsis if you will of my yoga journey Um, I did do an episode, a past episode about yoga, so if you guys want to listen to that after this episode, go ahead. But when I was about 18, 19 years old, I was struggling really badly with um, aggression. Like, I had all this pent-up anger and frustration, and I really had no outlet um, to release it in a healthy way. I had a friend of mine tell me that she had just started going to yoga with her mom and, you know, I'd heard about yoga and I I never really thought that I could do it because I just thought it was too slow paced and I didn't think that I would be able to quiet my mind and, you know, I had all this misconception, which if you are new to yoga, you might be going through this now too. Um, You know, side note, I used to have a lot of my meditation students before they started, tell me they would never be able to meditate because they would never be able to sit still. And now some of them have been meditating for 10 years. So never say never. But back to when I first started yoga, um, I just decided to go to a class um, with my friend and her mom at a local studio and I hated it. Um, I, I went to a vinyasa flow cat class. So that's basically, you just kind of go in and out of the postures, um, pretty, pretty seamlessly. You don't really stay in postures very long. Um, and I was okay with that part, but at the end in most yoga classes, you end with the posture Shavasana, which is a corpse pose. And you're just basically laying there. 
and it's your time to kind of rest the body after the practice and you know get the heart rate down and you know kind of being gratitude great being grateful for your practice being grateful for your mat being uh, thankful to yourself or for showing up for yourself and it just drove me nuts I just I kept thinking of all the things I needed to do when I left the studio and how long is this going to take and I just did not understand um, the point really and I think a lot of beginners go through that especially if they have a very like active mind if they have a little bit of ADHD uh, um, if they have anxiety if they worry if you know they're frustrating people <laughs> um, and I was definitely going through all of that so I did not like it at all and I just said I was never gonna do this again fast forward to several years after that probably maybe 10 years after that I was teaching yoga full-time so you know I uh, I started at a place where I had no respect for it I didn't think that it was for me I was a very negative person in general um, and and oddly enough I wasn't ever really that person outwardly it was more towards myself than anything else um, and you wouldn't even know it if you weren't close to me, you know, so it, and I think a lot of teenagers go through this too, especially women, but I know that for me, when I, when something challenged me, when I, when I felt like I couldn't do something well or, or it challenged me in some way, I wanted to overcome it. Like I wanted to beat it, I guess, in some way. So I ended up doing another yoga class, obviously, after the first one, and I did another and another and another, and I did more challenging classes, advanced yoga. I did a lot of Bikram yoga, which is hot yoga, essentially, and I really wanted to figure out why it was such, there was such a hype on it, why so many women loved it, so many men loved it, too, and I will never forget this. I, when I started yoga teacher training, mind you, I had already been teaching yoga before I started yoga teacher training to get certified in it. But while I was teaching, I still had this frustration for yoga. So I would only teach high intensity yoga classes. So vinyasa flows, um, ashtanga classes, yin classes, um, hot classes mostly. And then when I got into teacher training, the reason I wanted to get certified was one, so that I could be legit yoga teacher, um, and so that uh, I could get registered with Yoga Alliance. And um, but I was still not, if I, if I was being honest, I was still not a hundred percent a fan of the practice for myself. I love teaching it, but I still I didn't go. I didn't have my own practice on a consistent basis. So I figured that I needed to continue my education and actually go through the teacher training. And it wasn't until I went through two years of yoga teacher training that I finally figured it out. And oddly enough, I figured it out through a yoga practice that was what some would consider a very light and relaxing class. It's called restorative yoga um, and through meditation. 
through teacher training, I learned the meditation practice of pranayama and Ayurveda, which I'm going to tell you guys about today. Um, and I just, and then I read a lot of, uh, books for yoga teachers, but not just for yoga teachers, but for understanding yoga and like the history of yoga. And it was crazy how much I was missing by being so stubborn and not allowing it to, uh, kind of sink in with me, you know? And I'm so grateful for my practice now. Like I said, I've been practicing on and off since I was 18 years old and I'm almost 41 now. Um, so, you know, don't never say never. And one of my biggest things that I, uh, accomplished after my yoga teacher training, um, and well, and before I started teaching Muay Thai kickboxing and martial arts and I could never get the guys my fighters to do yoga and I kept telling them this is going to be great for your flexibility you know you get your legs up higher when you kick this is going to be phenomenal for your breath work and your conditioning so that you don't gas out soon or quickly and I finally had one of them uh listen to me if you will and uh he actually fell in love with the practice and still to this day does it in San Diego and shout out to you, you know who you are. And he got a lot of other guys wanting to do it too. So that was like a goal of mine when, um, I was professionally and, um, that was my only job at the time was teaching yoga and, and Muay Thai and was to get more men in my classes and, and privates. Um, and I actually accomplished that too. And um, another side note, I am going to be opening back up my um, my teachings. Um, it's going to be a little different than I did in the past because my schedule is it's so jam-packed right now and there's no way I'm going to be able to do it full time. But I am actually going to be doing more of it online. And if you are in the Las Vegas area, uh, please hit me up at media.collecticulture at gmail and we can set up a uh, group class because that is what I'm going to be offering soon. I'm also going to be offering um, teaching other practices of yoga um, and meditation through Zoom. So, all right, now that you guys kind of have the backstory on my yoga journey, um, let's get into Ayurveda and yoga because Ayurveda is... Uh, I would say it's the in, inside the body practice and yoga will be outside of the body practice. Um, Ayurveda is very nutrition based and um, having a well-maintained physical body on the inside, which ultimately, you know, helps on the outside. But if you are new to yoga in general, let's start with the basics, okay? What is yoga? Well, there is no consensus on the chronological or specific origin other than yoga is or, or was developed in ancient India. The original context of yoga was a spiritual development practice to train the body and the mind to self-observe and become aware of its own nature. Its purpose was to cultivate discernment, awareness, self-regulation, and higher consciousness um, in the individual. So, it is, it has been 
scattered out and it's it's got a wide variety of different classes and I named a few of them I named yin yoga uh, yin yoga is basically uh, it's a practice where you're in postures for one to two minutes so you're in these postures for a long length amount of time it's great for runners dancers um, anyone who does strenuous activities on the on the joints and the muscles because it's a very uh, great stretch yin yoga is a very great stretch um, there's a stanga, a stanga yoga hatha yoga uh, like I said hot yoga or Bikram yoga I, I I may do an episode about this I the history of Bikram and the man behind Bikram I I'm on the fence with. I don't know what to believe. I've had yoga teachers, many of them, uh, do uh, his teacher training and follow his teachings and tell me that he's disgusting. And then I've had others who tell me he, that's not true. And I don't know. I, I've, I'm really on the fence. I've never met the man. But from what I've heard, it just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Anyway, moving on, what is Ayurveda? The ancient holistic science of Ayurveda dates back 5,000 years and suggests that everything we can see, hear, touch, taste, and smell, including our own selves, are made up of the five elements, fire, water, earth, air, and space. The balance or imbalance of these elements within us is what is known as the dosha, which I'm going to go over the three doshas with you guys. And I'm also going to put a link in the description of this episode where you can take the questionnaire to find out what doshas are uh, you and what, and I'm going to tell you guys some things that you can do to balance them out as well. Um, so it is, it is also known as the dosha or your constitution. It is all about maintaining wellness with an emphasis on prevention based on the belief that health is maintained through a delicate balance of body, mind, and consciousness, which is your soul. So uh, when you bring these two together, the way that you can kind of look at it is, well, yoga is yoga, Arveda is Arveda. But if you think about these two concepts more like sisters who are, you know, supporting each other, guiding each other in order to create a deep self-understanding, as well as a physical, mental, emotional harmony, the real question would be, why wouldn't you bring these two ancient systems of practice together? You wouldn't. You want to do that. That's why I said, if you're new to yoga, this is a great episode for you because incorporating Ayurveda and yoga together at the beginning, because I did not. I And most people don't, guys, which is really sad. Most people just do the asanas which is the postures and the, you know, the movement. And yoga is not just about movement. For me, I have always said that yoga is 75% mental. So there you go. All right, so our constitution, when it is in balance, it is our unique imprint that we are born with. It cannot be changed, guys. However, it often shifts due to our environment. Things like stress, poor diet, lack of sleep, other life choices. They can all cause our doshas to come out of balance. Ayurveda always looks to bring us back to our unique constitution. So let's talk about some of the benefits of integrating Ayurveda and yoga. 
So yoga and Ayurveda aids in healing the body and mind naturally. Ayurveda revolves around the concept of body tissue and waste eliminated from the body. All of these should be in balance to keep our body and mind healthy. If any disturbances from the if any disturb if anything disturbs our constitution, then the body and mind get affected, leading to pathogenesis. Yoga stresses the quality of the mind. It elaborates the concept of three qualities: balance and clear, and then uh, restlessness and lethargic. Yoga throws light on the orientation of the mind through various asanas, like I said, postures, and mindfulness therapies. At this point, an integrative approach of Ayurveda and yoga helps health to be back in a good state. So, for instance, due to imbalance of a vata, which I told you guys I'm going to get into in a second, uh, a vata is one of the three doshas, which encompasses air and space. Uh, an individual may be showcasing various symptoms like restlessness, anxiety, fear, insomnia, and stress. So if there's in it an inba- imbalance and you have a vata dominant, you, and it, you will experience symptoms like restlessness, anxiety, fear, insomnia, or stress. Here, Ayurveda suggests treatments like a full body massage or pouring medicated oil over the forehead. When a patient undergoes these treatments, yoga practices and guided meditation, it promotes quick healing in the body. So in gist, specific imbalances of the doshas can be identified and restored by adapting Ayurveda and yoga together. So again, guys, it they work hand in hand. All right. So I'm going to go over the... Uh, some of the body types and characteristics, and I'm going to go deeper into the doshas. But the three doshas are vata, which I've already mentioned, pitta, and kapha. Okay. And like I said, uh, please go to the description to find the link for the questionnaire to find out which dosha you are dominant in. Now, you could, mind you, all three of them you might resonate with, but you're going to have more traits in one or two. Okay. So, if you are a Vata, your body type, your characteristic type would be quick, quick, creative, spacey, enjoys movement. Okay, your possible imbalances could be dryness, anxiety, constipation, frequent pain and aches, and insomnia. Um, A yoga recommendation for you, a class for you, would be a regular, slow, warming uh, posture class. Uh, so anything, anything restorative, a restorative yoga class. If you are a Pitta dominant uh, body type or characteristic, you're ambitious, courageous, and perfectionist. Some possible imbalances for you would be digestive problems, anger, irritability, or inflammation. Inflammation is swelling in the body. Yoga recommendation for you would also kind of be the same, a slow, gentle movement class, like a restorative class. I also feel like yin yoga would, would be very good for you guys too. And then finally, kappa's body type or characteristic would be relaxed, steady, love, loving, and nurturing. Now, mind you guys, this is very, <laughs> very like a wide description or definition. Of course, vatas and pittas are loving, nurturing people too, or can be. Um, possible imbalances for kappa would be congestion, 
uh, obesity and depression, just to name a few. Uh, good yoga postures for you would be twisting postures. Um, there's there's many of them, guys. I'm not going to list them all here. So that's just a little quick uh, intro to them. I'm going to go deeper into them now. I'm just going through my notes here, make sure I don't miss anything. And then after I go a, a little deeper into uh, the doshas, I'm going to tell you guys three types of Arveda yoga classes that are offered um, all over the world that you can try out. All right. So, like I was saying, the Vata, we're going to start there. And remember, you guys want to stop right now, go take the questionnaire and come back. You can. Um, the link that I'm going to send you the test in, it's going to give you some information about it too. Um, but if you want to come back to this, you're more than welcome. All right, so body, body frame would be thin for a Vata. Your weight would be hard to gain, but easy to lose. Your skin would be cold, dry, or thin. Your hair would be dry, fit, frizzy, and thin. Your eyes may be small, you have fine lashes, and unusual color. Uh, your appetite would be irregular. Uh, your bowel movements, you would be constipated, irregular, dry, and small quantity. Yes, guys, this is TMI, but hey, this helps, okay? It helps. Your sweat would be... You wouldn't sweat a lot. It would kind of be in different places of the body at different times. Your temperament would be energetic, creative, indecisive, and nervous. Your memory would be you learn quickly, but you forget quickly. Your speech would be talkative, fast, high-pitched, or scattered. Your climate that you would dislike, the cold and dry climates. Uh, activity would be restless and active, and you would also be social. Your routine, you dislike routine, but you uh, and you enjoy variety. So that would be kind of a uh, an overall view of a vata dosha or constitution. So for a pitta, would be your body frame would be medium build uh, and or muscular. Your weight would be easy to gain and easy to lose. Your skin would be warm, oily. You sunburn quickly. You have freckles and you suffer from acne. Uh, your hair would be straight, fine, and you would also experience premature graying. Uh, your eyes would be brightly colored, almond shaped, and you would have a steady gaze. Your appetite would be intense. Your bowel movements would be loose, regular, large, and, and you would have a large quantity. You would sweat a lot. Your temperament would be bright, intelligent, arrogant driven direct and witty your memory would be you learn quickly but you and you forget slowly your speech would be articulate decisive clear and sharp climate you dislike heat and humidity your activity would be competitive and intense your routines would be that you like planning and organizing so that's just an overall gist of a pitta dosha now, a kappa constitution. Your body frame would be broad, strong, and or curvy. Your weight would be easy to gain, hard to lose. Your skin color or your skin, 
your skin color. Your skin would be cool, fair, oily, thick, soft, and smooth. Your hair would be oily, wavy, and or thick. Your eyes would be big, round. You would have thick eyelashes. Your appetite would be steady. Your bowel movements would be slow, regular, and in moderate quantity. You would be moderate, your, your sweat would be moderate. Your temperament would be calm, stable, grounded, stubborn, greedy. And your memory would be learn slowly, forget slowly. Your speech would be slow, deep, and low. Uh, you would dislike damp or cold climate. Uh, you are calm, you like leisurely activities, and you would enjoy routines. Now, let's go a little bit more in depth. So, vatas. Vatas are composed of the ethers and air. That it, their meaning is that which moves things. Their qualities are dry, light, cold, rough, hard, subtle, subtle <laughs> clear, and mobile. Your sights in the body are your colon, your colon, thighs, hips, ears, bones, and organs of touch. How to balance a vata. Your favorite, favorite foods that are warm, moist, and cooked. Favor sweet, sour, and salty dishes. Massage yourself daily with vata balancing oil, sesame oil, or almond oil. Establish consistent daily routines, including regular meals, exercise, meditation, sleep, and your wake times. Avoid erratic schedules, stimulants, cold and dry conditions, too much travel, too much sensory stimulation from your smartphone, television, or a tablet. So, exactly. Vatas are on the go a lot. Okay, They have a lot of energy. It's very similar to pittas. And you guys have to balance that out. All right, now Pitta Dosha, you're composed of fire and water. Your definition or your meaning is that which digests things. Your qualities are oily, sharp, penetrating, hot, light, unpleasant odor, spreading, and lick, okay, or liquid. Now, mind you guys, these are general, okay, they're general. So, you know, take with it what you will. Your sights in the body are your small intestines, your stomach, your um, blood, your lymph notes, and your organs of vision. How to balance a pitta dosha is favor foods that are nourishing, refreshing, and not overheated. Uh, favor sweet, bitter, and astringent taste. Keep the body cool as much as possible. Avoid overheating. That's definitely my son. Incorporate regular, moderate, non-competitive exercise. Avoid stimulants and acidic foods. Include meditation, walks in nature, or time for self-reflection and self-care into your daily routine as much as possible. So that was a uh, more in-depth uh, description of a pitta dosha. Now a kappa is composed of earth and water. Your translation or meaning is that which holds things together. Your qualities are cold, wet, heavy, dull, sticky, soft, steady, solid, and smooth. Your sites of the body that are important are your chest, lungs, throat, head, pancreas, stomach, and your, the fat in your body. How to balance a kappa. Uh, you favor foods that are light, warm, and cooked. 
You favor pungent, bitter, and astringent taste. Incorporate exercise into your daily routine. Vary your routine from time to time. Wake up at or before sunrise. Avoid napping during the day and eat more lightly in the morning and the evening with your biggest meal at lunchtime. So that was more of like an in-depth definition of the three doshas or constitutions. And let's go back over to my notes. And finally, guys, we're going to close this episode out with the three types of Ayurveda yoga. So the first one is yoga flow. This is your one-stop shop for energy, um, for an energetic yoga class. It's a faster paced class with breath to movement sequences seemingly seamlessly created to challenge you both physically and aerobically. So it increases your strength, it supports uh, muscle development, and it clears your mind. This is uh, very much recommended to balance a kapha dosha. So the next one is Yoga Align. It's a foundational class to help get you out of your head and into your body. Think precision-focused postures that are held for several breaths. An emphasis on muscle engagement through standing balance. This is highly recommended to balance a vata dosha. And lastly, to recommend uh, for balance for a pitta dosha is yoga calm, a deeply grounding practice that sees poses that help for, uh, that are held for many minutes. These mainly are floor-based classes that emphasis on letting go and releasing, long steady hold and cooling breath practice this practice is great for increasing self-awareness and reducing stress because of its meditative nature so you guys can look those up and check out and see if any of those classes are available in your area if not guys remember we all have or we should all have a tv and we have yoga or we should all have a phone i mean yoga (laughs) we'll have tvs and youtube Um, And if not TV, you definitely should have a phone and YouTube so you can check these classes out there. Um, And like I said, let me know if you are just now getting into a yoga practice or if you're curious about getting into a yoga practice. Um, It is a lifelong commitment and don't let that scare you away that it should be something that is just a part of your daily routine, like brushing your teeth. because it's going to make you feel better okay and one of the other reasons why i got into yoga is because i did want to feel better um and i wanted something that i could lead by example with also and show other people and be you know kind of uh a guiding light in in some people's lives like i did with my fighters they were really struggling with their balance. They were really struggling with their breath work. They were getting gassed out very quickly into their fights. And having a regular yoga practice has helped them with their conditioning. Um, it's also made them stronger. And I think a lot of the men that I worked with, the male fighters that I worked with, they didn't think that it was going to make them stronger. So, and also some of them thought that it wasn't that it was going to be easy. And they all found out that it wasn't easy. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. 
Um, I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your evening and a beautiful weekend. And happy Friday to all of you. I'm sending you so much love and light. Until next time, namaste. Thank you.